It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. A tremendous performance out of the team that will be the eventual NBA champions last night. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio Network. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Mr. Canty, good morning. Carlin, I don't know that you should go on the airwaves and say that the Warriors are going to be the eventual champs. I I don't think that's going to land well with Miami Heat fans. They don't want you to dismiss their possibilities of getting to the finals and winning it. Good for them. We'll get to them shortly. (laughs) As we said, a jam-packed program today that will feature plenty of NFL, that will feature plenty of baseball as well with the team and perhaps more so than anything else. The pitcher in baseball that is one of the best that you haven't talked about at all. It is all coming, but we start out west as we roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. The embers of the dynasty still glowing. Golden State headed to the NBA Finals, winners of the West, as they take out Dallas in five games. Mark Kestisher last night on ESPN Radio with the call. Let's get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I love everything about this Golden State Warriors team. They may not have wrapped it up in a sweep, but they wrapped it up in five. They have a week off right now, and man, Chris, there was a a massive, massive development last night that anybody who comes out of the East should be very concerned about, and that is Clay Thompson, while he has been back for several months, is back. That was the Clay Thompson that won championships with the Warriors that we saw last night going for 32, and to me, that is the single biggest development for a team that has had Andrew Wiggins become a a really good two-way player that has had Jordan Poole emerge as a terrific, terrific player that doesn't even get the attention because of the big three. Clay Thompson just elevated everything about the Golden State Warriors. No doubt about it, and he caught fire in that second quarter when the Golden State Warriors extended their lead to as many as 21 points. Um, I think they were up by double digits. You're talking about them being up by 17 going into the half, so I thought he was phenomenal he was moving without the basketball, catch-and-shoot opportunities. He was money. Clay Thompson, even off the bounce, was able to make some plays, get to the rim. But to me, just seeing how efficient he was and seeing the stroke and seeing the ball swish through the net without even touching the rim, it's reminiscent of the Clay Thompson that we saw in you know the, the 2014, 2015, 2016. That was the smooth uh, Clay Thompson. That was the smooth Clay Thompson, the guy that could drop 60 points in three quarters and then go have a beer in a post-game press conference. That was the kind of confidence. That was the kind of swag. More importantly, that was the kind of production that Golden State could rely on from Clay. And it's not that he has to do it every single night, Carlin, but when he's called upon, when the way that the opposing team decides to defend the Warriors – 
creates opportunities for him, he can take full advantage of it. It didn't feel like that in the first couple of rounds of the playoffs, but it certainly has felt like that in this series. Just how important is he? Here's Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst last night on SportsCenter at 11 p.m. When I first saw Klay Thompson come back from his injury in that long uh, break away from the game, and I saw him move well, I saw him elevate and dunk in that game, if you recall, against Chicago, I knew right then Golden State was going to be my favorite to win it all. I just needed to see him back to full health, and this is why. He brings an element to their team that I think makes them unbeatable offensively because Klay Thompson heats up at a level, unlike, I think, not just anybody on the Warriors, I think unlike anybody in the NBA. When he gets going, the manner in which he does it makes them impossible to guard because it is so quick with what he does, so decisive. He rarely has to put the ball on the floor. He gets it off quickly. He's efficient. He makes the defense have to extend and communicate to guard him. It's going to free up things for other people. I just think he is the linchpin for everything they do offensively. And Dallas made some mistakes early in this game that allowed Klay Thompson to get some clean looks. And for a shooter, if you get some clean ones early in the game to go, it's going to be a very long night for the defense. And I thought Klay Thompson was the one guy that found his rhythm early and maintained it throughout the game. Chris, very simply, he takes the Warriors in the form that we saw last night from being a very good to great team to being an elite team. Well, here's what he does, Carlin. He gives the Warriors four guys that can go for 30 on any given night. Yep. It could be Andrew Wiggins. It could be Klay Thompson. It could be Steph Curry. It could be Jordan Poole. How many teams over the years, how many great teams can you truly say that about? Oof. Not many. I mean, I mean, you're talking about going back to the Showtime Lakers, Carlin. I mean, yeah. I think you know that those those, those, kind, those teams maybe maybe at some point. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be the team that I would point to. But yeah, Carlin, there aren't a lot of teams in the history of the NBA that have guys that could potentially do that. And Andrew Wiggins is an All Star. Clay Thompson is is an All Star, former All NBA performer. Steph Curry is an MVP caliber player, and Jordan Poole is on his way to being an all-star. So, I mean, you've got three, four guys that can light it up, not to mention what you get from Draymond Green and Kevon Looney in terms of rebounding, defense, shot blocking, those types of intangibles. So this is a scary Golden State Warrior team. Throughout the course of this five-game series with the Dallas Mavericks, they had they had four guys average 16 or more points. And so I guess that that drives home the point that they have so much versatility on the offensive end, and the way that they shared the basketball last night is going to make them a tough cover for whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference. I mean, they had 36 assists on 45 makes, Carlin. 45 made field goals, 36 assists. They are sharing the basketball and putting pressure on the defense in a way that not many teams are capable of doing. But again, it comes down to the personnel You've got the core of Steph, Clay, and Draymond, but then you've also got these ancillary pieces like Jordan Poole. You've got Andrew Wiggins, guys that are more incapable. And to me, when we start talking about this version of the Golden State Warriors, you got to give ownership and the front office a lot of credit for sticking with the core, core three guys and surrounding them with the complementary pieces that it takes to get Golden State back in the NBA Finals for a sixth time over the last eight years. It's been brilliant. It's been absolutely brilliant to be able to do that. Listen to Steph Curry on making the Finals that many times during such a short period of time. 
it is just a, a moment to reflect everything Draymond just said, but a moment to just reflect on what it took to get back here. The fact me, Clay, Draymond, from 2015 to now, you know, six out of eight years having a chance to compete for, you know, a championship. The feeling leaving 2019 finals and realizing, like, you know, we had been on a, an amazing journey and got hit with a lot of adversity and some speed bumps, but never lost the faith that we could get back here. So it's it's a fine line of just, again, reflecting and celebrating this moment for sure. As much as we knocked Kevin Durant at the time when he joined the Golden State Warriors for taking, quote, the easy way out, right? The easy way to winning a championship. It's even more important now that without Kevin Durant, they are back here again. They won the championship before him. They won two mm-hmm. with him. And now after him, it speaks more for the legacy of those three players, for the legacy of the impact that Steve Kerr has had, for the legacy of what Bob Myers has done, who probably, not probably, doesn't get nearly enough credit for what they've been able to do in surrounding him with the pieces, as you alluded to. But for, for Steph, for Clay, for Draymond, you had... Think about this. We're talking about surrounding with the other players. Kevin Durant was the other player. (laughs) Kevin Durant was that guy that they brought in, and then he disappeared, and they're still there without him. It's it's nothing short of amazing. Chris, i got to tell you this. If the Warriors win this championship, which I believe they will, I think it's the most impressive of all of them. And that includes beating LeBron. And the reason is... They're going to end up beating the Boston Celtics in the finals. And when they do, their elite ball movement will supersede perhaps one of the greatest defenses that we have seen in the history of the NBA. Well, I'll I'll say this. They're probably going to be facing the best defensive team that they've seen in the NBA Finals. Like, those LeBron James-led Cavs teams weren't very good defensively. The Toronto Raptors were fifth in defensive efficiency. But we're talking about the Boston Celtics arguably being the best defensive team in the entire NBA. They're right up there with Golden State and, and the Miami Heat in terms of being able to lock people down. And so, yeah, if they're able to finish the drill once they get to the finals and face off against the Boston Celtics, that would be impressive. But, Carlin, I don't know that I'm willing to go there and say this is going to be the most impressive championship. Uh, I think the path to get here has been very impressive over the course of the last three years. When you talk about the injuries to Draymond, to Klay Thompson, to Steph Curry, it would have been very easy for the organization to take the position of, you know what, we're going to move some pieces, we're going to blow it up, and we're going to – start fresh, and build a new foundation. They stayed with the core three guys and continued to supplement the requisite pieces around them that could take advantage of having Clay, Dre, and Steph at this stage in their career. Because we realize those guys are getting older, but they surrounded them with more athletic wing players. They surrounded them with Jordan Poole. They surrounded them with with, uh, Andrew Wiggins. They made that trade and took on that huge salary. They added Bielitsa, another big that can stretch the floor and shoot it. Like, they, they added the pieces that Otto Porter Jr., a veteran that came over on a minimum contract because he wants to ring chase. They added the requisite pieces that it takes, 
in order to take full advantage of what Steph, Clay, and Draymond bring to the table. So when we talk about this iteration of the Golden State Warriors making the finals, this is really the third version of the Warriors under Clay, Steph, and Draymond. I mean, the first time you had them, it was with, what, you had Sean Livingston, a younger Andre Ugudala, yeah. Andrew Bogut, Festus Azili. I mean, those kinds of guys. And David West. Now you're talking about having these dudes. And I guess in the middle of that, you had the Kevin Durant Warriors. So, I mean, it's just, it's impressive to see how they continue to reinvent themselves and push it forward while still keeping the same core players in the same culture in place that allows them to compete at the highest level. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We're just getting started on Greeny today. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at Progressive.com. Up next, yes, they will be facing the Boston Celtics in the finals. And I know that they're still one game to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. Is there really any reason to have hope that the Miami Heat could actually force a Game 7? The roadmap is presented to us by one of the elite names in the business next. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. So, Chris, yesterday, after the disastrous performance of seven for 45 from three by Mm. the Miami Heat in game five, I came on the air, and frankly, it didn't feel right to talk that much about just how right we have been without you here. And as I said yesterday, I don't like being that guy. I don't want to be the guy to beat you over the head with the fact that we have been telling you for 10 days that this is what was going to happen. And most of Miami Heat Nation was really taking major offense to it. In fact, as it turns out, Chris, I went on the show down in West Palm mm-hmm. on our one of our affiliates yesterday, 
And Ken Levicka down there had actually called in to us last week as one of those angry Heat fans. And he was the one that was getting all over us for our narrative of hammering the Heat and the mandate that was there. So I guess... Here's your opportunity. So you still you still feel bad or or no? No, I never said I feel bad. I just I don't I never feel bad about being right uh, because otherwise I'd be miserable my whole life. The the thing is, I I just I don't like to rub it in people's face. I don't want to be that guy. Well, people rub it in our faces, though. I, I don't feel like it's inappropriate after the ridicule and the vitriol that we've gotten from Heat fans that we can't rub their noses in it a little bit. You're right. I mean, so after let's do all, that. the Boston Celtics were rubbing their noses in it in Game 5. Why, why should we be the ones that are left out of the party? Absolutely not. I'm going to get after it. And we talked about this, Carlin, after we saw Jimmy Butler miss the entire second half of what was that, Game 3? We mm-hmm. talked about this. We said... If Jimmy Butler can't come back and be a factor on the offensive end for this Heat team, they are going to struggle offensively. We also talked about it in every series that the Miami Heat plays. There's usually that game offensively where they struggle a little bit. They're going to score 70 to 80 points somewhere in there. We saw it in the Sixers series. They scored 79 points in one game. We saw it twice in this series where they were held in the 80s. That is a problem for this Miami Heat team. They are challenged offensively, especially when Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero couldn't get it going. No Tyler Hero in the last game. A lot of pressure on Jimmy Buckets. That's why Eric Spolstra played him 40-plus minutes, and he rewarded that with a 418 performance, 13 points. Uh, It's not exactly what you need from Jimmy Butler on the offensive end. And if he struggles, you don't have guys that can create offense for themselves and for their teammates, and that's where Boston has a clear advantage. Well, they're just – listen, I'm – I will chalk some of it up with Butler to the fact that he is banged up. I have to at least, he, he as much as I, I want, he won't use it as an excuse. I'm not using it as an excuse, but he's clearly not the, the Jimmy Butler that the Miami Heat need him to be to have even a chance in these games. But, yeah, yeah, but what I'm we've seen you. overall, Chris, is when the Celtics take care of the basketball, this is not a discussion of a series. It's not. Because they're just infinitely more talented, and there aren't those mistakes for the Heat, which are, who are a very good disciplined team in a lot of ways to take advantage of. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand how people can make the claim that Miami is on par with Boston from a talent standpoint when you see the kind of offensive performances that you saw from Miami in games four and five. I don't get how you can make that argument. You just can't. I mean, we talked about it. Boston, throughout the course of this series – with the exception of Game 5, have been missing one or two guys in their top seven rotation for pretty much all of those first four games. And and so the fact that they were able to overcome that and still win two games and keep a series split until they got to pivotal Game 5, that's impressive in and of itself, and that's proof to our point that Boston is the more talented team. They're the deeper team. Now, I'm not going to argue heat culture because you are talking about a team that, that was out over their skis in terms of where they ended up once we started the postseason. I don't think they're the most talented team in the Eastern Conference, yet they were the number one seed. So I'll give them their respect, but I'll also acknowledge there are limitations to what this team could do, and they finally caught up to them in the conference finals. Yes. So is there a way for this to happen for the Heat? That question posed to Doris Burke, ESPN NBA analyst, who, of course, has been calling the games on ESPN Radio. And if anybody is going to have the answer to that, it's Doris. So here she is. 
It'll be because the Celtics turn the ball over and give up too many second-chance opportunities because this is a theme going back to the regular season. Miami is challenged in the half court in terms of scoring. There's no question about it. Now you amplify that with the level of defense that Boston is playing. To me, when Boston does not turn the basketball over and when they are doing their job, finding bodies, checking Miami off the glass and not you know, conceding the efficient second-chance conversions that Miami is known for, to me, Boston is the better team. I know Miami finished up at the top. Um, but to me, Boston has more options. They're better defensively. Uh, so the only way I see Miami walking out of the Boston Garden with a win is if uh, Boston contributes to its own demise. See? See? We said the same damn thing, Connie. Exactly. We've been but if you don't believe us, believe Doris. We're heat haters, though. We're heat haters. We're saying the same exact thing. Doris Burke just broke it down more eloquently than we could ever but, I mean, she said the same exact thing. You got Greeny on Get Up this morning talking about the Celtics-Warriors finals, and yet we're the haters on the Miami Heat. And That's Heat okay. Nation. I don't that... understand it. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Let us be the, the face of your vitriol of the fact that you can't accept what the actual truth is here. And right now... We're going to give you the opportunity at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because it's your last chance until the postseason next year to really make any kind of a point about why we have misread or why we don't know what we're talking about with the Miami Heat in this matchup with the Celtics. And it is not a personal thing. It is an objective thing. And if you can't look at it that way, that's on you, bro. That is on you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It is fascinating to me that we have seen this Celtics team, Chris, do what they have done when they themselves have had plenty of injury challenges here along the way, whether it's Tatum, who at times does not look 100% because of his shoulder, Marcus Smart, it's... Let's call it what it is. We're not positive each and every day whether or not Marcus Smart is going to play. Yes. I mean, you really have to guess about that. And he is the engine that makes all of that go. We know the impact that Robert Williams, that Grant Williams have had on this series. That's why when we talk about role players, these are role players that travel, Chris. They play defense. They do all the little things you have to do. It's not just about a role player being able to score in games at home or being able to shoot in games at home versus going on the road. The Celtics role players travel. No doubt about it. And Derek White, how good has he been the last couple of games for the Boston Celtics? I mean, he has been a godsend for them, especially with Marcus Smart dealing with all the injuries. I mean, Marcus Smart, pound for pound, the toughest guy in the NBA. But, I mean, he had the ankle that he was dealing with. He had uh, the, the, the leg injury that he was dealing with. He had a shoulder earlier in the playoffs. Like I mean, Marcus Smart has been dealing with a lot of different ailments, and yet this guy continues to go out there. But we know the production hasn't necessarily been what we've come to expect. Derek White has stepped in and offset that production that's been missing from Marcus Smart. And then Robert Williams and Al Horford. Like when Robert Williams has been out of the lineup, Al Horford has stepped in and been great, did, did a great job in terms of cleaning off the glass, being a rim protector, all of those different things, moving the basketball as a big, and then being able to space the floor and spotting up and shooting the basketball. So Al Horford, another one of those unsung heroes 
for the Boston Celtics. But, Carlin, you talked about it. It, it. All of those guys in the top seven of Boston's rotation have had their moments in the playoffs, whether it's Jalen Brown dropping a 40-point game or Grant Williams in game seven in that series against the Milwaukee Bucks. All of those guys have had moments. And, and so I think for Boston, they've got to be going into this game tonight with a lot of confidence. But moving forward into the NBA Finals, those guys know that they have the ability to knock down big shots. And that's what it's going to take to compete with a team like the Golden State Warriors. So I think some of the lessons that they've learned the last couple of series are going to bode well for them moving forward. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace, like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture, is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there is ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. So this is your opportunity, Heat fans. It's your last one. Because I doubt we're going to be talking about this next week. I'll be stunned if we're talking about this next week at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's Canty and Carlin filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app as well. Before we get to your calls, there is a misconception right now about what's happening in the NBA and about the three-point shot, and about teams that are having success with it right now. What is the first thing that we think of when it comes to the Golden State Warriors? Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Being able to shoot the lights out of the gym, Carlin. Exactly. Those guys, (laughs) and, you know, perhaps the greatest shooter that the game has ever known, and... The greatest shooting backcourt the game has ever seen. Yeah, and and, uh, amazing what they are capable of doing. But are we just kind of overlooking what that is and letting the narrative control what our perception is of the Warriors as a whole? Chris has some stats in regards to this past series with the Mavericks for the Warriors' win that will catch your attention. Because if you think the Warriors are just the team that everybody's trying to emulate, and all they do is shoot threes? Well, if teams are truly trying to emulate them, they need to do a little bit more of what Golden State has done specifically in this last series. Give me those numbers. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. I mean, both teams took roughly around 400 shots in this series. I'm talking about the Mavs and the Warriors, okay? Golden State took twice as many two-point shots as they did three-point shots. The Dallas Mavericks, 55% of their field goal attempts were three-pointers. Wow. 55 of them. Golden State took 84 more two-point shots than the Dallas Mavericks. Wow. And co- coincidentally, Golden State also scored 82 more points in the paint than the Dallas Mavericks. And to me, that's what it comes down to. Golden State's ability to shoot the three is what allows them to set up their offense because they force the defense in the half court to extend, and that creates opportunities for them to get better shots in the paint, shots at the rim, even mid-range shots. They take full advantage of those looks, and they knock them down, and they convert, 
at a high rate of efficiency. So to me, it's all about Golden State being able to use the threat to shoot the three as an opportunity to be able to get more easy shots at the more easy looks at the rim. So I, I don't look at it as you having to to shoot a lot of threes in order to win games, but that's been the Dallas Mavericks MO throughout the playoffs. We're going to live and die by the three. Unfortunately, it caught up to him in a series going up against a team that's just as capable at shooting the three, but a team that also knows sharing the basketball and getting looks at the rim is just as valuable. And so for Golden State Warriors, they don't fall in love with the three-point shot like the Dallas Mavs during this series. They just don't. And I think that ultimately is what led to them being able to win this series. They're the more talented team, so I'll give them that. But also they're a team that understands we don't have to make a ton of three-point shots in order to play good offensive basketball. And I think that is a key difference in Golden State in comparison to some of the other teams that lean on analytics in the three-point shot um, and, and apply the data in a different way. And it's a stat that we gave yesterday as well. The teams in these posts, in this postseason that have lost by 10 points or more have shot 29% collectively from three. That's awful. You are dying by the three, and that is, look, I don't know if it's something that the league's going to have to look at after this postseason because these games have been so bad, but I think they're very much paying attention, Chris, and, and a big reason for that is when you shoot poorly from three there's and you take 45 threes in a game, you're going to get run out of the gym, and that's why it's happened a lot here. So... If all of these other teams are trying to be the Warriors, they're really not paying attention to the what, what the Warriors really do. Colin, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Major League Baseball. And, and, I, and I guess it's this, this time of year, so I'm going to draw this parallel. But if you think about it, the home run as the three-point shot, during the regular season, you got 162 games. If you, if you have guys that are focused on hitting home runs, the law of averages has a chance to play out and help you to stack wins over the course of such an extended regular season. But once you get into the postseason, it's not enough to have hitters that are home run or strikeout guys. You got to have versatility. You got to be able to put the ball in play. You got to be able to move runners over, have productive outs. It's the same in the NBA playoffs. It's like once you get to the playoffs, the game changes. The series, you're talking about a seven game series. So it's not enough where you're talking about, well, you know, we're going to lean on these three point shots and just hope that eventually enough of them go down where we're able to stack four wins. No. You have to be able to find versatility in the way that you score the basketball, variety in the way that you score the basketball. you got to take advantage of every single possession. And so, to me, there is a parallel in terms of how the game is played and being overly reliant on analytics. In in the long run, in a long regular season, you're going to come out on top. But once you get into a short series, things change, and those analytics don't necessarily have a chance to impact the game in the way that you think the information would suggest. And so my whole point is this. For all of these teams that want to lean on the shot, the three-point shot and be overly reliant on it, like the Dallas Mavs were, when you shoot 55% of the, of the field goals you take from three, I, I just feel like that's going to catch up to you, especially when you play against a fundamentally sound team like Golden State. And that's exactly what we saw. And that's what led to the Mavs being gentlemen swept out of the playoffs in the conference finals. Clay Thompson in the zone last night with 32 in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So your opportunity is coming in moments. At 888-ESPN, Heat fans, last chance. Last chance. 
last chance for getting any kind of love, which I, I, I don't see happening. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Heat fans are stepping up. I'll give them credit. We'll hear from them in a moment. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. All right, let's hit it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Terrence is going to start us off on the heat and their possibility of sending it to a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Terrence, you're on ESPN Radio. Carlin, Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Hey, guys, how you doing? I'm glad to, glad to be on. Thank you. Yes, sir. I want to say, uh, actually, first I want to say, Canty, I went to school with us to Seku, we both played football together at Truman High School. Oh, I that's what's up. That, that, Went that to school with Big Brown. Okay. Yeah, All yeah, right. that's my man. So I'm born and raised in the Bronx, Co-op City. You already know. You already uh, know. What you uh, got for us today? All right, brother. I want to say that, um, look, the, the Heat, I, I give them a chance. You know, those guys are soldiers. Uh, I feel like they're going to really, like, make it happen, and they're going to force the Game 7. And I think they, they're going to lose in Game 7. Because they just, you know, it's too much injuries. It's too much stuff going on with that team. But I want to say something that you guys mentioned before about the threes. In this playoff series, I haven't been totally invested in it because every other game, somebody's getting blown out. And it's because they, you know, you live by the three, you die by the three. And a lot of teams are trying to be, like you said, as the Warriors, but they don't have the personnel. Like, you have guys like Reggie Bullock shooting threes. You got Benny Smith, all these guys. Like, come on now. Like, like, like the, 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 the Warriors, they have good they have great shooters shooting the ball. Even Draymond Green knows not to shoot the ball, shoot the three all the time, and he used to. But I think a lot of teams they have to stop living and dying by the three because it's ruining the, it's ruining the game. Getting blown out twenty, 
30, like in, in all the series. It's like, I, it's, I'm not going to say it's, it's ruining the game yet because let's be fair, Chris. I mean, this is truly the first year that we're not seeing great games in the postseason on the whole, right? This was not the norm of years past, but I do think the league's going to be paying attention here because you're going to have some unhappy television partners if you've got a lot of games that can be turned off at halftime. No doubt about it, and that's kind of been the story early on in the postseason. Like, it's been a lot of – you could tell who the winner of the game is going to be after watching the first quarter and a half, and that's not – what the NBA wants. You want the theater, you want the drama, you want it to come down to the last possession. And too often we've seen these games be one-sided. So, yeah, I think the three-point shot has been the culprit in this postseason, and I think teams are falling in love with it, Carlin. Something about it is going to have to change, but I think the results and what happens and who ends up holding up the Larry O'Brien is going to have a greater impact in terms of getting other teams to change how they apply the information, the numbers when it comes to analytics and what constitutes a good shot, especially the three-point shot. So I think that if they see Golden State and the efficiency in which they operate in their shot selection, they'll recognize that it's not just about being able to take and make a lot of threes, but it's about being able to take and make a lot of good shots. We're taking more calls from Heat fans. If you're going to show up in a few minutes, we got a couple, but I need more if, you know, you want to back up your team, if you just want to disappear for Memorial Day weekend, forget about tonight. That That's all good, too. I understand it's been a rough series. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Chris, NFL we're going to switch to for a moment because – Lamar Jackson still does not have a contract extension, but from all accounts, it's because Lamar Jackson does not want to sign a contract extension right now. I'm having trouble understanding why this is. When, yes, you are, I think, when he is on, he is the best show in sports, frankly, because he's electrifying to watch, but... When you are the kind of player that he is that is going to take hits, that's going to be outside the pocket and running a lot as this kind of quarterback, and that money is on the table, I don't understand exactly why you are pushing this back further and further to sign an extension when you're putting yourself at risk. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. Steve Bashotti, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, came out this week and said he feels like some of it could be Lamar Jackson wanting to win a title, and until he does so, not feeling like he's worthy of the kind of contract extension that he's going to get from Baltimore. I don't know if I fully buy into that, but what Mm. I will say is this. You are talking about a player that represents, represents himself, and I know his mom is involved to some degree with all of his business affairs, but when you decide to take an unconventional approach to your representation, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you would take an unconventional approach when it comes to when you sign your contract extension. Because Lamar Jackson knows what every other NFL player knows. The closer I get to free agency, the more leverage I have and the better chance I have at being able to get market value. But how can he not be worried about getting hurt? Well, Carlin, I'm with you. I, I would I would be concerned about getting hurt, too, especially with the way that Lamar Jackson plays and how the Ravens use him as a focal point in their running game. But every player has a different risk tolerance. And for Lamar Jackson, the math is simple. Do I want to sign up for a Josh Allen-esque contract six years and making $43 million a year? Or do I want to wait a year 
and sign a contract six years for $300 million a year, $300 million. I mean, that's the potential that we could be talking about because of the explosion of the salary cap. So are you willing to forego the extra $50 million that you could make over the life of the contract on your next extension to take money now? Or do you want to wait and try to get get the home run with the big deal? I, I don't know. I'm not in Lamar Jackson's head. But I will say, I think the closer you get to free agency, the better chance you have at being able to get market value. Look, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I still don't get it. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.